0: Welcome back into the Straight Up Sports podcast. I'm your host Devin Albertson. As uh, on this podcast, I'm going to recap the action of Week Four, both the games that I went to on Friday night, and then also give my general reactions to the first four weeks of the year. We're almost halfway through the regular season. I think we're trying to figure things out right now, and kind of go forward from there. District uh, assignments will be announced on Wednesday, so I might give a few more thoughts on that. But that's coming up next here on Straight Up Sports. <laughs> it's Devin from Straight Up Sports. It's now time to talk about week four, Missouri eight-man football, and it was a fun week. Um, A lot of great games, a lot of close games uh, this week. Games decided by less than a touchdown, I'm seeing one, two, three, four games decided by a touchdown or less. That's that's quite a few for, uh, I think it was 15 games this week, so very impressive there um, to see that many close games, and I was at two of them actually this week, so... I guess see a lot of good football games, uh, competitive games there back and forth, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I'll just start with the 275 Conference first, and the game that I was at on Friday night. I was over in Ludlow again. Um, at this point, I might as well just move to Ludlow. I've been to three of their four games to start the year. I probably won't be another Livingston game until maybe playoff time, because their schedule kind of lightens up here, and they won't have any more top five matchups, or top ten matchups this year. Uh, kind of going forward, they've had them all here in the first four weeks. Um, they lost to Mountain City 40-36. And talking to both the teams kind of afterwards and watching the game a little bit, I think both teams feel like they left quite a bit there on the field and that they played again. Um, who knows what kind of the second time. So I'm very interested to see. This might be a game that we see, depending on the district assignments, either see in the state semifinals or the state championship game because these two teams are very good football teams. They just, they just are um, – Livingston, uh, their biggest thing, in my opinion, was their quarterback. Hughes did hurt his thumb, uh, I think, on the second or third drive of the game, uh, which really limited their passing offense, is what they really used against um, EA and South Holt to win those games against top 10 game, uh, matchups. Um, Hughes isn't the runner that Mack Anderson is. Not very many people are. Um, definitely not as big or as fast, but he is a loose for a little bit. And he did a nice job, still at 150 yards against a good Mountain City defense. Uh, so that was very impressive to see him kind of step into that role a little bit more. Um, he had four touchdowns on the ground, kind of spearheaded that big third quarter that Livingston had. Where they outscored Mount City twenty-eight to twelve in the quarter, and kind of clawed back into it a little bit and took the lead going into the fourth. Um, no, they were yeah, they took the lead going into the fourth twenty-eight to twenty-six. It was a very good football game. Livingston battled back um, and was able to take the lead there late in the game. Was actually up thirty-six thirty-four um late in the fourth quarter before Tony Osborne hit Will Young for his th- their third touchdown of the game. Um very impressive there by Tony Osborne. Um I'll kind of talk about Mountain City here now. Kind of going into the year everyone knew that Landon Popo was going to be very good. he has been quarterback the last 2 years. They've moved him to tailback this year. Um he had 51 yards and a touchdown last night or Friday night. Um and he's a, he's a very good football player. I mean, he's probably the best player in the state, but his, his stats won't show it. Uh, but you can tell how good it is. His line did not play well against Livingston. Livingston's D-line kind of really shut down the Mountain City running game. And I was really surprised by that kind of coming in. Uh, I thought Mount City would be able to move the ball better on the ground, but they weren't able to get anything going. Um, the D-line there for them with um and O&H, – I don't remember the uh, Glenn Holt. I believe the other tackle played really well, and then on the outside, of course, they didn't they didn't run at Jaden Sears a whole lot, which I don't blame them because that kid is very good. Um, but they ran at Morgan Anderson quite a bit. And Morgan um, Max, younger brother did a great job there on the edge, kind of setting the edge a little bit and making some big plays for Livingston to kind of keep them there. And Livingston just has a bunch of guys who love to hit over there. I mean, they they looked very good on defense. I mean, Mountain City um, had to throw the ball to score. They had three touchdowns through the air. And then Osborne scored on a quarterback sneak, and Papa had a pick six and that rushing touchdown. So that was their scores uh, there in that game. And honestly, they scored six times, and one was on defense, that early game pick six that Hughes threw, that kind of bounced off Neptune's hands. slash Papa kind of jumped it and bobbled it and was able to bring it in and take it back for a touchdown. So at halftime, it was 14 nothing Mound City, and Livingston was really struggling to get the ball into the end zone. They got down to the red zone a couple of times. Uh, the first time they got down to the red zone, Hughes threw a pick to um, Osborne, picked him off near the goal line. Actually, returned turned it for a touchdown, but it was called back due to a block in the back, which was the correct call. Um, I'll, I might get on my soliloquy about fans uh, here at the end of this podcast. we we'll, we might see. We'll see if I go uh, with a rant on that one. Um, so that got called back. And just Livingston, they had turned the ball over on downs a couple. I think their first four possessions ended in an interception, interception, and two turnovers on downs. So they were moving the ball a little bit on Mount City. They just weren't able to punch it into the end zone. Mount City, one of their things is situational football. They are very good in those situations, um, and that's kind of where they beat Livingston last uh, Friday night. Um, they had a couple of Mount City on offense, couple fourth down passes they completed. They had one; it was like a fourth, and I would say twelve to fifteen somewhere in that range um near the 30-yard line and Osborne hit Will Young on like a 17-yard pass and that was enough for a first down that led to the land and pop a touchdown um later in the game it was a fourth and goal from the eight I believe and he hits Will Young for a touchdown I mean and that was just that was the score that gave him a lead there to start the fourth quarter had to go back on top 34 to 28 um that was a huge play in that that point of the game and then later on they had a third and long and Osborne chucked the ball 40 yards downfield to Will Young on a beautiful pass. Will Young got behind the defensive backs and scored again. Um, that was really the difference in the game was that. And I talk about Mount City. This Landon Pop is a good player. I like the talent they have over there. Caden Messer is a good player as well. They're on their front. But Will Young played very well. Um, I know his brother Noah decently well, and I'll say that Will is a better player just to get I know a little bit there. So I hope Noah hears this, and I'm sure if he does – or someone lets him know about this, he'll get back to me and say thank you for that. Um, but always have a good time talking with Noah over there at Mountain City. Uh, but Tony Osborne, he was a player that really stood out to me a little bit because he's a guy, He's first of all, he's a very, very good basketball player. He's probably going to play collegiate basketball. I mean, he's he's that smooth in the basketball court. But a lot of times those basketball players, they're not known for being the most physical on the football field, um, especially with his kind of style. And that was my biggest thing with him last year is he wasn't the most physical player this year. He's moved to quarterback from playing tight end last year. He's being more physical. He's I think he's buying into the physicality of football a little bit more this year in a senior season. Um, where's he a junior? I think he's a junior. Yeah. So his junior year, he's, I think he's playing very well. I don't remember. That's not really bother me. I don't remember. If he's a junior. So you know, I had to look up here while I'm talking, um, but it's just him Buying into the physicality a little bit more this year and just playing tougher reminds me a lot of a few years ago for North Andrew. Jacob Powelson was going to be the quarterback. And I had heard from a few people that I thought North Andrew would go down that year just because they didn't think Powelson was going to be able to handle the physicality a little bit more, playing a bigger role in the offense. And then he came out and played very well. Osborne's a junior. So I've got that. He's playing very well this year. His physicality is up and it's really showing. It's, it's really helping Mountain City out a little bit there offensively and defensively um so i want to just give him credit for that and he played very well through like 160 yards and three scores they were all very timely they had a lot of short fields there against southwest livingston um so i was really proud of his effort there and he was one of the i was reporting for kma on friday so if the scoreboard would look a little slow there on friday for facebook it's because i was taking stats too so it was hard to take stats and update twitter and facebook at the same time it was just kind of a Made a lot of work there to try to get all that done. um. But that's kind of how it worked. And I just want to say, start of the third quarter, Livingston, that's whenever they kind of made their move in this game um, because you saw the opening kickoff in the second half, Chase Neptune returned for a touchdown. Uh, first of all, thank you, because I was also taking um, video highlights on my phone for KQ2. I was very busy on Friday. Um, and the first half was very... not much happened. I mean, you had the pick six, which... Happened so early I wasn't even ready for it. And they had a quarterback sneak for a touchdown. So that's the only two like big plays that happened in the first half that I could really even think about recording. I didn't get either one of them. So I started the second half. Man, I'll see if they do anything on this kickoff return. If it's a big return, I can put that in the highlights. And then Chase Neptune runs right in front of me down the sideline into the end zone, and it was a perfect highlight on KQ2. Thank you, Chase. Really helped it out a lot. So cause I, had just, I had just got a text from Chris Roush, and he was like, any highlights yet? And I'm like, no. And then... Right after that, he scores, and I said, I just got kickoff return for a touchdown for you. He's like, you're the best. I'm like, thank you. So that was really just an A-plus effort there. And then the ensuing kickoff, Livingston onsides it. They recover. They go down the score. And just like that, Livingston's back in the game. And then just that simple and eight, man, it's just a couple of quick scores, and the tide kind of turns a little bit, and that's why we had a really good second half. And talking to people, that's one of the better uh, regular season games I've seen over the past few years. I'm trying to remember – um some better games um i don't know if i remember a game that was between two really good teams like that that's been that good in a while in the regular season um i know it was games that kind of popped in my mind that were really good in the playoffs that i was able that i've been at would have been the state championship game in 2018 between Mount city and worth county that was probably the best state championship game i've ever seen I think earlier in the playoffs that year, it was uh, South Holt, Holt, North Andrew went back and forth. North Andrew ended up winning by a touchdown, but Spartans dropped a touchdown in the last minute of the game that would have put them ahead. That was a very good football game. I think one that last year probably, I didn't get to see most of the game, I only saw the last like, quarter, would have been Pattonsburg north Andrew. Um, I'm sure the Pattonsburg north Shelby game was also kind of like that last year as well. Um but these two teams both playing good defense as well. So it's not just the scoring the points like ninety two, eighty-eight, a lot of offense played. The defense was lacking a little bit here last year in that North Shelby Pattonsburg game even that Pattonsburg North Andrew game when it was sixty to sixty, whatever it was, and that one. This defense wasn't there. But this was a forty to thirty six great game between two really good defenses and talented players on offense. And it made it to a really good football game that I really enjoyed. Um Probably the best game I played in that was kind of like that would have been my junior year when I was at Nottaway Holt. We played Tarquio. We beat them by two in overtime, stopping him on a two point conversion. Uh, that was a really fun game back and forth. And there's, just, there's just games like that every once in a while. But we, we as, as Tarquio, were also borderline playoff teams at that point because of the playoff. Brackets and everything. We were both good teams, but we weren't one and three in the state. So that's made another little wrinkle on top of that. That they were so highly ranked for both the teams, and everyone kind of knew going in it was going to be a good game, and it really lived up to the hype, uh, which I was really happy to see. Um, and then so Grants Mountain City, I am not dropping Limington in my poll. I've talked a little bit about this game now. I've been timid about this game alone. Uh, that's how good of a game it was. I'm not dropping Livingston in my pool. They're going to stay three in mine behind Mountain City, and North Shelby. I'm not dropping them for a four point loss to the defending state champions. I'm just, I, when they were leading late in that game, I'm not going to drop them for that. And it wasn't like some games like, oh, they were down by 10, but they scored late. No, they were they were actually winning, and then Mountain City scored late and took the lead in that one. So uh, Livingston's going to stay at three in mine, I think third team that could be one of the favorites to make it to columbia this year Just kind of depending on which district they kind of go into um should be a lot of fun um so we'll go other otherwise in the 275 um not much else to have. rockport was up 42 to 6 at one point on northwest not northwest end up coming back a little bit and losing 50 to 28 so kudos for them for pushing there at the end and make that score a little closer actually gets it within 12 within 22 within 22 so didn't really help for district points or anything like that but just kind of a momentum builder there for northwest not which it's gonna to be tough to build that momentum whenever you play mountain city next but they got Decab after that so we'll see what northwest not can get for wins later on this year if they can beat a Decab. i think they still got who they have left this year bishop of which is a winnable game kind of and livingston and Southland hole so they have three tough games still for northwest Nataway, but they look better this year so kudos to them um, Southolt and Holt beat Platte Valley 52 to 6. Platte Valley is running on fumes right now just because their quarterback got hurt in practice on Thursday, he broke his collarbone, which is just tough to see for Trevor McQueen. He's a good athlete and a good kid, from everything I've heard. Carla Luke got hurt a couple weeks ago. They're just kind of banged up right now, and just it's so tough to go through the 275 if you're banged up like that and playing good teams. Uh, they've already played Mound City and Southolt and Holt. They got Albany this week. Um, they're at a conference game, so just a tough schedule for Platte Valley. After that, they got in tough with Livingston. So and then, then they'll have to cab Stewart Phil Osborne for a couple so a couple winnable games there in week seven and eight before they play EA in week nine. So Platte Valley, we'll kind of see how they can go forward if they can get healthy a little bit. Maybe they can make a push here late in the year. Um but South Old will get back in the winning ways. They were ready to get back on the field after a week off. Hopefully, they played a cab this Friday. I'm not sure the status of the cab right now because they had a last second cancellation on EA for COVID. Um, if they're gone for a week, um, I would be very interested in South Holt and Aubrey Holt uh, playing a team who has a bye this week and looking for a game at ORIC. I think that would be a really fun football game to kind of see what a South versus North kind of crossover game would look like um, and see if they could stop Blake Buchanan and Ethan Wilson over there. ORIC um, was missing a couple of their guys that week one loss to St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, maybe they're kind of getting things figured out a bit there at Oric with the new head coach. I think that'd be a lot of fun to see them play the Spartans. Um, and it'd be South we holds first home game if DeKalb cancel on. They get a home game versus Oric and have their first home game in week five, but, uh, kind of a weird deal with them right now because of scheduling stuff. But, um, that's where the Spartans are at right now. I think that's something they're really good. Uh, they're going to be gearing up here. They got Mountain City in week seven. I know they're had that circle in their calendar. So I'm looking forward to that game. I think, Many other people are as well. Um, was there another conference? Cab EA got canceled, and then Stewartsville was actually up 12 nothing on North Andrew, ended up losing 60-18. Kind of a shock they were up 12-0. Uh, Clayton Linville was out for North Andrew. He got kicked out of the last game versus Um, So he couldn't play, I believe. I believe that's the rule. I'm not for sure on that one, but I believe that was the case uh, there. But North Andrew still came away with a big win as they got North Shelby coming into town next week, which will be the Missouri 8-man game of the week. I'll announce that once we have the official media pull out on Monday. That That's where I'll be going is North Andrew on Friday. So that's a 275. We'll go to the GRC now. Uh, the best game of the GRC was Worth County-Albany. Worth County was up by 22 at one point in the second half, but Albany came storming back, and Worth County ended up winning 56-54. to 54. Haven't got all the stats from that game yet. Still waiting for um, Worth County, which is so early in the week for me to get in. Waiting on stats and stuff, but um, let me go here, Albany, to see what their stats were for that game. I'm just kind of curious, just because they put up 54 points. Um, but I did see that Kemper Klein played a little bit of quarterback instead of Trice Floyd in that game. So he had a few pass here maybe a little better passer than Trice's. Um, as he threw for 10 of 22 for 185 yards and three scores and interception, while Floyd was 2 of 6 for 26 yards and a touchdown. So they kind of mixed it up a little bit with that. Uh, but running the ball, Floyd had 102 yards. Uh, Mercer had 98 yards. Klein had 39. Hutchinson had 22. So they ran for 260 and threw for 211. Two, two um, so pretty impressive there. Receiving Hutchinson had five for 117 and three scores, and Mercer had six for 85 in a score. Um, so that was kind of what they did with that. Uh, Floyd had 108 yards in kickoff returns. Yardage. Um, Floyd also had a really good game defensively. He had 15 tackles there against Worth County, and Floyd and Mercer had 11 tackles that were solo, so 18 total for Floyd and 13 total for Mercer. Mercer also had three tackles for loss and I believe a sack. So nice game for him. Hudson had a pick, puts his total up for three on the year, I believe. Um, so that's what kind of Albany stats were in their close loss to Worth County um, in that one. Worth County, they needed that win. I thought Albany would win. Uh, the people that I kind of talked to on Friday night all kind of thought Albany would win that game. Um, they've had just the worst luck here starting the year a four point loss to Stanbury, a two point loss to Worth County, a 22 point loss to Mound City, and they're 0 3 uh, because their game one for Sosio got canceled. I know I know that sounds like a broken record here, but I still think they're a top 15, top 12 team in the state. It's just they're 0 3. I don't know what to do with that right now. Uh, they do have Platte Valley and Schuyler County next two weeks before they play North Andrew, King City, and Pattonburg in the year. So that schedule is super tough. I mean, they might go 4-1 and down the stretch here and finish 4-4 and in the regular season and have four losses by a combined 40 points. <laughs> I mean, that's the way it could end up here because I think North Andrew and Stanbury are pretty even. We'll see that in a couple weeks maybe. Um, but I'm very excited to see what kind of happens here with Albany going forward. Worth County, they needed that win. Um, they were at, at the point where either they were going to crumble or rally. And whenever the Reinhardt kid quit, um, it looks like they're rallying a little bit. They blew out Skyler County last week. Uh, this week they got a win over a good Albany team. They got King city next week. So they'll have to deal with Parker muff. Uh, that'll be muff versus Alarcon. show a little bit. There should be a lot of fun in that game. Um, With that, and then they have Oreck, which Oreck trying to figure things things out. Then they got Pattonsburg, North Andrew, Stanbury. So Worth County is not how the. I think they have five good teams in their schedule still here. Just a brutal schedule here for Worth County um, to end this year. They're three and one right now. Um, I mean, they could go anywhere. They could win out, or they could possibly lose (laughs) out. So they got anywhere from eight and one to. Would it be three and six on their on their docket. I could see uh, most likely. I think they do beat King City. I think they beat Oric in those two games. So I think they're going to win at least five games this year. But it kind of depends on if it's going to be five and four or eight and one. So we'll kind of see with Worth County. They got a lot of work ahead of themselves so still with some good teams on their schedule going forward. Stanbury's game got canceled against. Osceola, so I'll talk about North Andrews' win. Um, and then, of course, Pattonsburg king City. King City was actually up in this game at halftime, 46-42, I believe. Um, so kind of back and forth first half. They were having trouble sucking Parker Muff. Uh, but from what I heard, and this is just secondhand stuff a little bit from over there, what happened in the second half is they really locked down defensively, which isn't something... You see a whole lot with Pattonsburg sometimes. I know they give up 46 points, but they give up nothing in the second half. They stopped Parker Muffin's tracks there in the second half. They started getting their offense going a little bit. They're outscoring 36-0 in the second half, and Patensburg took home that 78-46 win, the highest-scoring game of 2020 so far with 124 total points there. So, Chalker Patensburg has three of the top four highest-scoring games this year um, on the season, but that's because they put a lot of points on the board. Um, they sometimes struggle on defense, but from what I heard, they may have figured out their toughness, uh, there a little bit in that game in the second half. And we'll see if it translates because next week they're going to have to play physical against Danbury. I'll break that on that game uh, later this week, but that's going to be a heck of a football game too. Probably my second favorite game next week is that Pattonsburg stanbury game. Uh, I'm just kind of looking ahead a little bit. That one King city, Worth County, Rockport, EA are both uh, like two through four. Uh, my favorite game next week is North Shelby North Andrew, though it's the game I'm going to. Um, so four good games next week, I believe they're on the schedule. Could be five if we see South Holton Holt versus Oric, but that's that's again just me kind of being hopeful that we can see a better game because I don't think the would give the Spartans much of a challenge there if they do play there on Friday, and if they can't play because of COVID, which is fine. I'd re- I'd rather see the Spartans get another game in than have to sit another week. Um, but we'll have to see going forward. So the GRC is just kind of a, I think King City is the worst team, but by that it by far does not mean they're a bad team whatsoever. Um, they got Worth County this week next this week, and they got at Rockport, which I think is a very good game for them to kind of gauge see where they're at. Uh, they'll beat Skyler County in week seven, I believe. Then they got Albany and Livingston in the, in the year. So I think they go two and one out, out of conference. Sorry, um, three and one. I think they go three and one, maybe at a conference there with long, one loss being Livingston, but they could go 0-5 in conference play. I mean, and that's just really tough. You go three and six in the year, they're 0-5 in conference, but I, that could happen just because they play in a very good conference and the team, and what they do well, other teams in their conference also do well, which is pound the rock, be physical with like Worth County, Stanbury, North Andrew, Albany. All of them pretty much for and They just lost to Pattensburg who plays different styles. So, We'll kind of see what's going forward with King City, but I still think they're a good team. It's just there's so much you have to overcome in that conference to win games. Uh, we'll go to the CRC real quick. Um, Let's we'll see games over there. The game I was at Saturday, St. Paul Lutheran, Concordia. Concordia jumped them on 20-6 to six early in the first half. St. Paul actually tied it at halftime at 20 apiece. Um, St. Paul Lutheran hadn't practiced in two weeks due to quarantine from COVID. They were able to get a walkthrough Saturday morning. Before their game on Saturday, and it looked like it. They looked sluggish out of the gates. Um, they really come back and get that win, 38 to 34, to keep their undefeated season alive for at least another week. They got Keatsville next week, so it should stay for at least a 4 0 start through five weeks for Lutheran. Then they'll play Santa Fe, which could be an interesting game in week six. Then they got Drexel at week seven. Liberal in week eight, and Osceola week nine. So they finished the year looks like they're with the WEMO conference a little bit. So they'll be done with their CRC schedule after two weeks from now. So uh, they were supposed to play Hughesville in week three, got canceled due to COVID. They don't they didn't have North Shelby on their schedule. So they don't play the two best teams in the conference now. So they might go into in conference play. So kind of a weird thing with the CRC this year, but it's kind of the way things work. Um, and they wanted to play Hughesville to kind of gauge where they were at in the conference a little bit, just kind of COVID. Everyone hates COVID. I hate COVID. Um, with that, so that's what they did on Saturday. Good game. Good, two good coaches. Thank you to St. Paul Lutherans, uh, Coach Gifford, for giving me the hat. to um, my collection. I got four now. I got St. Paul, Drexel, Pattonsburg, and Southwest Livingston. So, I think Schuyler County is on its way. I'm getting a hold of Keatsville to try to get a hat from them. Um, I think there was another one that I was maybe getting can't remember but it's growing slowly but surely it's getting there and i really appreciate the hats guys uh to get that collection going that way um every time i get a new hat there will be a new profile picture with the hat added into the mix so we'll see that going forward well the games in that conference org beat bramer on saturday 67 to 32 as i said earlier orc starting to figure things out a little bit bramer still looking for their first win since i think 2018 so just kind of a i feel bad for bramer just because i think they have that parker shoe kid is a good athlete a good player for him. It's just, they don't have a whole lot around him and it's just tough. They're Oh, and three this year. Let's see. Last year they went Oh, and 10, I believe year before 2018, I believe it was Oh, and 10. So 2017 was last year. They got a win and they went 2 and nine last year. That year they beat Stewart's in the playoffs back in October. They beat North Shelby that year in the regular season. Um, by 40. So now their last regular season win was 918 of 2017. So it's been a while uh since they've had a regular season win there for Bramer. So we'll see kind of going forward how they do. Um trying to see if they have what's their next kind of winnable game here this year. They had Norbert Harden Central next week. They were supposed to play Chillahalley but that just kind of happens. They got Concordia, Santa Fe, and North Shelby. We'll see. We'll just have to see there a little bit. I was hoping they'd play Keatsville because I think they could have got a win there. But that didn't happen last week due to COVID. Uh, so, Bramer, still hoping they get back in the winning ways. Because I don't want to see them go winless for a third year in a row. Just I don't want to see that. Other games in that conference, trying to see here. Oh, Norburn Harden Central, Wisted, Santa Fe beat them 30-22. to 22. Santa Fe was off for a couple weeks. and They were able to get back on the field a little bit. But the Aggies and Coach Thacker, the Fighting Kirk Thackers, uh, got a win there. So, I'm happy for him. Um, get a two and two on the year before they play Bramer next week, Liberal the week after. They have a bye week, then Hughesville and Keithville in the year. So, I think the Aggies would be about battle 500 team, maybe a little bit better there, kind of depending on how the next couple weeks go. So, Norman Harden Central looks decent this year. Um, they're still probably a year away from being good, good kind of deal, uh, just because they have a pretty young team. Um, Santa Fe, they'll win a couple games this year. We'll kind of see it. Then, of course, the out-of-conference game with North Shelby, Skyler. North Shelby won 80 8s. No big surprise there. North Shelby kind of breezed through their first four weeks. Hughesville gave them about a quarter. Norbert harden gave them about a quarter. That's about it so far with teams playing with North Shelby. Um, they got North Andrew this week, so I'll get a good look at them to kind of see where they're at in the state. Um, they got North Shelby this week. They got North Andrew this week. Then they got Keatsville. Uh, maybe. And then they got Stanbury at home at Oreck and at Bramer. So three of the next four weeks, we'll see what North Shelby's kind of about here. If they go 3-0 the next four weeks, if they go 4-0 the next four weeks, they're going to be right there in the thick of things to win a state championship. They just, they just are, if they can beat Stanbury, and North Andrew, they're they're right there and they're going to beat Oreck if that's the case. So that's kind of my thing with North Shelby. Uh, Keatsville, they played LeBlanc, lost 32-3. To 62-32, to big win for LeBlanc. Get their season kind of back on track there. Get their first win before they play Archie next week, which is going to be a little rough because Archie's very good, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Keatsville, put up 32 points. For a program like that where you're just starting, everything I heard Coach Gundy's is a good dude over there um, for Keatsville. I want to see them succeed a little bit here. It's just first year of the program is just tough. It's going to take a year or two to build that program up to where it needs to be for them to be competitive a little bit here. But LeBlond, they needed that win for their program going forward. As they got Archie. Then they got Casey East, Northwest Nottoway, Skyler, and Hughesville in the year. So a much better second half of the year for this, uh, LeBlond, for that young team to kind of go forward with that. Um, I'm going to take a break now, come back with the Wemo, because I'm running out of time here for this segment. Uh, so I'll come back, talk about the Wemo Conference, a couple of big games down there that – end up not being close and i think we've had some separation at the top of the wemo conference coming up next here in missouri eight-man football on straight up sports as we're back talking about the wemo conference first game was the top 10 matchup number seven archie versus number 10 jasper and this game was 8-8 early and then i looked back at the score uh, a little bit later and it was 46 to 16 archie so archie to control that game and never look back, end up winning seventy to sixteen as Archie has the number one scoring offense in the state right now. Trying to see, remember what they're averaging. I'm not gonna pull up here. Got too many Excel sheets with numbers. There's team scoring. They're averaging seventy three points per game, which is seven more than Pattonsburg, at sixty six points per game. Um, so Archie, explosive on offense. They played good defense there versus Jasper. Uh so I think Archie is a team that hey, them and Drexel down south, we'll get to Drexel here in a minute, are the cream of the crop and the weemo a little bit here. They've kind of showed that early on this year. Um I was kind of surprised by that score a little bit, especially after seeing um them beat Rich Hill by 32 the week before. I thought we'd see that again, kind of a 56-34 kind of game there where they just kind of beat Jasper a little bit. But they beat Jasper down after Jasper just beat Rich Hill the week before. So I was really surprised by that. Um, and then Rich Hill, they played Drexel and got blown off the field 61-6. to So good for Drexel to get another win there. Start their season undefeated, stay in the top five most likely. With the sixth last week. So top ten team there in Drexel. They'll meet in two weeks in Archie, um, which will most likely – be the game of the week. Um, assuming Drexel beats Osceola and Archie beats LeBlanc, that's what I'm looking at in week six. Um, Is a possibility of Stanbury, North Andrew. Um, but I think I'm leaning towards just the Wemo championship game kind of there in week seven and taking my first kind of trip south for a game like that, even though I think North Andrew-Stanbury can be a heck of a game in week six and be a game that I'd love to see. So if either Drexel, Archie, or Stanbury, North Andrew wants to move their week six game to Saturday, I'd love you, just 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 a heads up. I would love you, um, just so I can see both those games that weekend. Probably not gonna happen, uh, but I can think selfishly. I've been to seven games in four weeks. So I've been blessed by that so far, and I've got to see a bunch of teams play this year, mainly Livingston, but <laughs> but a bunch of teams play this year in that one. So Drexel and Archie have separated themselves in that conference a bit. Um, also, shout out to Liberal. They got a last second game there versus Pleasant Hope. Um, which I heard earlier in the week they were looking just for a bye week. And then I guess hope pH called them a little bit and said, Hey, you want to play an eight man game on 11 man field, I guess. And they said, sure. And then liberal ran them off the field, 68, nothing. So maybe pleasant hope drops the eight man next year because they might need it because liberals, not a great eight man school this year. And they just blew them out um, in that game. Maybe it's just because schematically they're not used to eight man. I don't know what it is, but big win there for liberal 68, nothing. And they got the two and two on the year with losses to Archie and Drexel. Both were blowout losses. So it's kind of the discrepancy there in the Wemo. Liberal has Jasper next week. Maybe a chance for them to kind of keep things rolling a little bit and see where they are going on this year. Yeah, but Appleton City didn't play. OCL didn't play. Both have COVID concerns. So Appleton City canceled on Liberal. OCL canceled on Stanbury, which OCL has canceled their games in Albany and Stanbury this year. Those Would have been two losses. So they should be looking at 0-4 right now. They're 0-2 due to COVID stuff. And Albany should be 1-3. And and Stanbury should be 4-0. But it is what it is. OCL's got Drexel this week. That game probably won't be close. Appleton City, unsure. And then they'll have Liberal, Rich Hill, and St. Paul Lutheran. So I'm not sure if OCL wins a game this year. From what I've heard, they're not very good this year. Kind of rebuilding year for them down south. But I mean that conference. It's gonna be Drexel and Archie to win the conference title in week seven, and then probably district championship game on who's gonna win and go to the state semifinals, and win district championships. So uh, week six, I'm circled that there for that one. That's a huge, the biggest game down south of the year so far. So it will be the Drexel, um, Rich, Drexel Arch, Drexel Archie game. They're like what seven, eight miles apart. Um, I don't remember exactly. I'm gonna look it up here. Um, but I'm very excited for that game down there in week six. It's going to be Jacob Coffey, Ethan Irvin, Compton, and a company there for Drexel with their top-ranked defense against the best offense in the state in Archie. And and so I'm very – I'm just – I think it's going to be a very good football game. So there's Drexel. Let me type in Archie here. I got the thing on my phone where I actually have all the football stadiums uh, saved in my – calendar thing um my calendar my maps on google my phone yeah 18 minutes apart they're 14 miles apart uh both down there uh that's very close between those two schools they know each other very well should be a good game Drexel in their second year and eight man Archie in their first year looking to kind of control the Wemo um after both kind of them passed. um the 11 man looking up to Adrian and Midway a little bit there are able to kind of get back the top of the Weemo conference in eight man now. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. They both should win next week. Um, uh, they play each other in week six, week seven, Archie's got Appleton City, then Casey East Christian and Concordia in the air. So Archie, they're probably looking at an eight and one, nine and one nine and oh year. So they're gonna stay in the top ten. Uh Drexel, they got St. Paul Lutheran who's undefeated, but I think Drexel's better. Jasper and Casey East Christian. So they're looking at an 8-1, 9-0 year. So they're going to be the one two seeds in that district down there. So this game's not only for the WEMO Conference title. It's also to see who hosts the district championship game most likely. So it should be a lot of fun. Who also gets to avoid kind of rematching Jasper probably in the second round um, of districts. So a lot of interesting things to go on to look forward to in that week six game. A lot going to be on the line there between Archie and Drexel. Um. I think that's pretty much it. I've kind of went through everything. Um, I'll give you my top ten for the media poll for this week. Um, I know a couple guys have already sent me theirs. Uh, but this is kind of what I'm looking at. I've got Mound City, North Shelby, Livingston in the top three. I think they're all just kind of a little bit ahead of everybody else. Um, i seeing seeing Mountain City and Livingston play head-to-head. I think they're both really good football teams. They're both state contenders. I mean, it's pretty obvious there. Um, North Shelby, I think they are as well. I got Stanbury four. I moved Drexel to five, dropped North Angel to six. I think it's pretty close there between those three schools, how you want to rank them. Um, and then I got South Holt, Nolly Holt, and Archie at seven, eight. I think those two can be flip-flopped either way kind of deal right now. Kind of depends on what Archie and Drexel do um, in a couple weeks and how the Spartans look against uh, Mound City. I really wish I could have seen SHNH versus EA because I got EA like 11 or so in mine. Um, just because I think it would have been a nice little differentiating factor. I got Pattonsburg 9 and Worth County back at 10 of mine. Um, and everyone I've seen, we've had the same top 10. It's just different order for the 10 teams. Um, so I think the top 10 have kind of separated from the other 23 schools a little bit here. Um, of course, I always do my thing where I got my power rankings. Haven't really had this finalized yet. But again, I'll give you guys a sneak peek at it. If I can find it. Yeah, so I got my top 10. I got 11 East Acheson. I got Albany still at 12. King City, 13. Northwest Hughesville at 14. Jasper, 15. St. Paul Lutheran at 16. Rockport, Oreg, Norbert Harnstitchel, and Rich Hill in my top 20. Followed by Northwest and Platte Valley, Liberal, Appleton City, Santa Fe, Stewartville, Osborne at 26. Then Bramer, Skyler, Bishop LeBlanc at 29. Bottom four, I got Concordia, DeKalb, Osceola, and Keatsville. So. Concordia's zero and four, but I think that the best of the four teams are at the bottom between Decab, Osceola, and Keithsville. Kind of how I look at everything right there. Um, interesting facts here: There's two teams who are top five in both points per game and defense of points allowed. Um, it'd be Archie, who's number one in this points scored and number four in points allowed. They're scoring seventy three and allowing twenty one, uh, for a second best in the state, fifty two point differential per game. Uh, but North Shelby is third in offense, averaging 62.5 points, and number two in defense, allowing just nine points a game, which is 53.5 points, uh margin of victory. Up next would be Drexel. They're seven in offense, 52 points a game, only allowing eight points on defense, though, so a plus 44 for them per game. Uh, North Andrew, 61 points per game, which is fourth in the state, also eighth in defense, allowing 25.5, so they're plus 35.5 um, on theirs. Mount City is fifth in points differential, plus 32 uh, scoring 45.5 a, a game, which is 14th in the state, but they're third in defense, allowing just 13.5 points um, in that one. So that's kind of where they're at. So fifth in point differential. I know Rockport's sixth right now, but their schedule's been kind of soft here. They got Their, their tough schedule comes up now. They got EA this week, followed by King City. And then I think they got South Holt and Ottawa Holt. Livingston and Mount City in the, the year. So their schedule gets super tough here. Last four weeks, last five weeks of the year, they're three and one right now. I don't know if they win another game. They might be King city, but I don't, they might be DA maybe, but I think they're going to lose out kind of deal. So I think Rockport, their first four weeks have last couple of years have all had just the schedule of the conference have been the easier brother schedule. And then it gets really tough and it's just tough to withstand week after week of playing top 10 teams pretty much um going forward yeah that's kind of where we're at right now we have 16 teams have a plus differential um talk about the first six there but livingston stanbury Pattonsburg, south Nowie Holt, hughesville orick lutheran ea jasper and worth county also have all have positive plus minuses Norman hard central is minus 0.8 points per game so they're pretty much even but everyone else has a negative point differential let's with albany um they're 0 and 3, but they're negative. They're losing by an average of 9 points a game to top 10 teams. So that's why I still think they're a very good football team. Um, King City, they're 1 and 3. They're losing by an average of 11 points per game. That's very competitive They're going forward to good teams they've lost to. I mean, they've lost to Pattonsburg, Stanbury, North Andrew. All two are top 5, and one's a top 10. The other one's a top 10 team. So tough schedule there. Uh, the worst point differential is still Osceola at minus 65 a game. DeKalb is minus 43.3, and Keatsville minus 41.3. So that's kind of the the worst point differentials in the state right now. Um, I'll post all this to Missouri 8-Man Football on Facebook, which also we're over 600 likes, almost 670 follows on Facebook. So thank you for that. Uh, we're almost to 1,400 uh, followers on Twitter as well. So I should probably get off here. I'm recording this early, late Saturday, early Sunday morning. Kind of depends on how you look at it. It's early Sunday morning. It's like almost 3 a.m. But I took a four-hour nap today. So I'm rejuvenated. I took a nap between, four, between 6 and 10. So I got back from Concordia and just passed out on my uh, bed Saturday evening. So I haven't done a whole lot this today. Um, got up and got ready for the podcast kind of deal. Okay. But we'll have a preview show dropping on Thursday morning again. Um, and by then... You know what? I might have an emergency podcast Wednesday. Uh, uh, probably not. I'll probably just put it out Thursday with the pregame show. Um, but Wednesday is the class assignments, class and district assignments for Missouri 8-man football, Missouri football and general high school. Uh, we'll, we all know who's playing 8-man football in the, this year. We don't know which, cl- which district they're going to be in. We will know that on Wednesday. So, Misha, if you want to release that Tuesday or Monday or today when you're hearing this, that'd be great. I'd really appreciate it just because I want to know. I have an idea what they could do or what they should do, but I don't know. So there's that. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, uh, stay safe. This is Devin Albertson for Straight Up Sports from Missouri 8-Man Football.